this is Lori Koppelman. Thank you for joining us for the Clutter Chronicles podcast, One Woman's Journey Through Stuff. This is a serial podcast about a recovering hoarder named Mary, who lets me ask her anything I want about her struggle. She is honest and brave every single conversation. Mary is sharing her story in the hope that it will help others. So please help us get the word out. As we all know, nothing beats a personal recommendation. You can also support our efforts by becoming a patron of the show on a website called patreon.com. Once there, search for Clutter Chronicles and you can see the levels of support you can choose from. Here is a huge thank you to all of our patrons. Last time we talked, about three months ago, Mary shared the uncomfortable situation that was going on inside her body and how it related to her external situation. In today's conversation, Mary explains the unclogging process, and it's not pretty. Welcome back, Mary. It's Lori and Mary. Hello. And we have gone, um, I think, well, I, I'm not going to guess. I know it's been three months, and mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the longest we've gone in between recordings or not, but it's been a long time. We last talked near the end of summer, and you were in the middle of a class, uh, minimal, Becoming Minimalist, something Uh, like that? Well, that's the blog, but it's called Uncluttered. Okay, you were in the class, and you were getting us up to date on some physical aspects Mm -hmm. of your hoarding. And that's where I want to start, and because it's been so long, um, there could be things that I don't even know to ask you yet, but that's where I want to start, is what is going on with you physically? How are you feeling? Have you uncluttered (laughs) inside? (laughs) Um, it's been an interesting experience. Um, I I can't remember what I uh, was talking about before, but I think I was talking about changing my diet and learning about the fact that I was pretty clogged up. Well, um, yes, you were definitely talking about that. Okay. Well, I went to this woman... Um, who I've been to before, I think I may have mentioned this. She's uh-huh. a, um, I call her my magnet lady. <laughs> it's a long story why I call her that. But anyway, um, she gave me um, some uh, assignments that I didn't want to carry out. And on the way over here, I was trying to decide if I would talk about it or not. <laughs> and I thought, well, Ooh. if it's really that bad, we'll just delete this. <laughs> Okay, that's intriguing. <laughs> and if you bring it up, you know I'm going to want to ask. Okay, so... And respect your privacy at the same yes, time. Yes, yes. Except mostly want to ask. Yes. Um, okay. So just to rehash what happened is I went to the doctor and she said I was constipated. And she gave me a regimen. And she said, if this doesn't work, if you aren't cleared out, if you aren't feeling better in two weeks, call me and we're going to do a CT scan to see what's going on in my, in my abdomen. And, um, things got worse Mm. and I got scared and I went and got a scan and, um, she says that radiologists 
rarely ever comment, but I'm full of poop. <laughs> so that we knew. I yes. think we did know that. But part. she said but the fact that they mentioned it <laughs> means it was pretty <laughs> remarkable. Dear. And um, just what you want to be known right. for, huh? Well, there was there was a sign years ago that I had a twisted colon. So we were trying to determine if I had a twisted colon. And to be honest, she never actually told me I didn't. But she said, from this point forward, I would suggest you go. And she didn't. She gave me a a, a name and a referral to someone who's more of a natural path. Um, because if you go to a GI doctor, they're just going to put you on medicine. And they don't want to put you on medicine. And so I I I thanked her for that. You know, mm-hmm. that's awesome. And the people that she suggested I go to are people I'm familiar with. But I decided to go to. The original lady that I, I've been to. So I set up this appointment. She does the scan. She explains to me something very interesting. That, yes, we all have yeast in our system. But um, when your body is stagnant and things aren't moving, the yeast change. So it goes from being... Um, like a, what am I trying to say? Um, a part of your, how do you call it, microme in your in your gut to a fungus. Hmm. It, it actually completely changes, and what feeds it is the sugar. And if my stomach and my gut isn't moving everything out, it stays there to, so it can multiply. Hmm. So that's where it gets dangerous. And what happened is she determined that any food that I was eating, I wasn't digesting. And I wasn't getting any nutrients. And I don't know if, if you remember this, but when I was having a problem um, in the past, I was... <laughs> some bug after me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I was saying that I felt like I was moving slow motion, like mm-hmm. I was moving through mud. Well, it's interesting because it's like the mud was in me. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, she told me I had to go and get a procedure done, which I will tell you the name and see if you've ever heard of it. Okay. It's called colonics. No. So what it is, is they set you up on a, on a table and they stick a tube to your butt and they uh, flow water into your digestive system. Mm, and clean um, you out. Wow. Oh, my. Is it painful? No. It's just really, really awkward. Uh, awkward. And um, to, to be honest, I, I felt violated. <laughs> yeah. And I felt really um, at the low, one of the lowest points of my life. Mm. But in meeting these women who have done this, this is like a... Like, you know, the old the old days, the doctors would have you do an enema. But this is beyond that. This is, like, better than that. And what I was learning from these women is that this stuff is, like, um, it's changed. And so, in hindsight, some of the treatments that I was doing and trying to fix my problem, I solidified the problem. So, I had cement in my system. Mm. So, the reason I bring that up is, um, well, first, you asked. But second, to paint the picture. So... Have you seen the show um, Stranger Things? Yeah, I actually have, surprisingly, because <laughs> I don't tend to like 
scary things. Mm-hmm. My husband and I are in the midst yeah. of it right now. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about Don't it... Don't spoil anything. <laughs> <laughs> can you... I don't know if I can talk about it without oh, spoiling it. Hmm. Is it something critical to the plot? Well, it's it's kind of like... You know that there's the, the underworld, mm, right? Upside down. Yeah, the uh-huh. upside down world. And how they're... As they're discovering it they can kind of picture what it's like. Mm-hmm. And I really think that my my guts are the netherworld. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. And one day it hit me that it mimics my house. Because your digestive system is kind of shaped like a square C. And the oldest stuff is on one end and the newest stuff is on the other. And I would say the oldest stuff is down in the basement, mm. and the newest stuff is up in the kitchen. And it's kind of like feng shui meets digestive mm-hmm. issue kind of mm-hmm. things. And I know I talked about this before, but it really blew my mind when I realized I have created the the mirror image of my outside world in my inside, or vice versa. I don't know which started what, right. but they are... Um, working together. Mm-hmm. And I also, another analogy I felt is, okay, I can blow this one, is Close Encounters of the Third Kind, mm-hmm. where he builds this thing. He doesn't even know what he's building. Mm-hmm. And then he sees it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like I'm building, in my hoarding, I'm building a diagram of what I think my intestines are like. Oh, wow. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And um, this changed me for uh quite a i mean i i had like a let's just say a restart a major restart i i talked about this in my last um recording that i had to change my diet completely well i also had to change my routine because um i um have no routine i mean so Mm-hmm. <laughs> in all honesty, I had to create a routine, not change it. My routine is, you know, whatever. React to what it's right. doing. Yeah. And one of the things that had become a constant during the summer months is taking my dog for a walk. And I would take her early in the morning to avoid traffic and people. And that was about uh, 530 in the morning. And what I realized is if I had one thing that actually got me out of bed... I could use that to tag other things too. And I started creating a um, schedule for myself. So in the morning, I would get up and take her for a walk. But then when I came home, I had this routine of what was I going to do? Like either empty the dishes or do a load of laundry or something um, something to chip away at every day. Mm-hmm. And um, it gave me purpose, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I was discussing this with my therapist, and she was saying, you know, those days where you wake up and you're stretching, you're like, oh, I got the whole day ahead of me. What do I want to do? In many ways, that can be more anxiety-provoking than when you know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And she was equating it to the Amish. Like, um, they'll have certain tasks that need to be done um, during the week, Um like something needs, you know, something in the in the 
ground has to be done and then the next step would be to dry it or the next step after that is to roll it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so they knew what they're doing when they're getting up. And that is exactly what I experienced all summer Mm. was this kind of um, waking up with a purpose. And it set a tone for everything else in my Mm. life. And it's been quite, quite amazing. So that's the silver lining in all of this. Mm-hmm. And my motivation was to never have to go back to this clinic and have that thing done. Mm-hmm. And that, it, it, it was so, I, I just don't, I mean, so I, I, a good example is my dad would have chocolate and candy out and I'd be like, no, because if I eat that, I'm going to end up at that clinic and mm-hmm. I don't ever want to go there oh, again. Yeah. So talk about your major, major motivation. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're being distracted by, <laughs> what is that? Is it a moth? Oh, it's right there. Okay. Done. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Poor little guy. Um, so I think that has been kind of my launch pad kind of thing to everything else that's been going on in my life where I'm, I'm taking charge of my days and I'm aware that on the days that I don't get those tasks done that they haven't been done whereas in the mm. in the past it would be like oh yeah I have laundry to do like oh yeah I forgot I had that pile down there it's like I'm cognizant I mm-hmm. guess and so I know what's missing so I know when I'm making a choice I'm not getting that done and therefore when am I going to make that up kind of thing and chipping away at stuff and unbelievable my whole life I've always had piles of laundry I'm down to every I'm down to the nothing I mean just to the daily laundry that I create wow yeah and and that's including my dad's laundry so like right now I have about two loads to do but I know what it is is two loads I can picture it hmm. so hmm. as opposed to this abyss of clothing and I don't know where to start Mm -hmm. so um it's it's been kind of interesting and the other thing is I have to make sure I drink a lot of water and so I kind of made a schedule for myself that I have to drink you know to get eight ounce eight Mm -hmm. glasses of eight ounce every day Mm. so anyway so I'm gonna just back up to that miserable appointment Mm -hmm. did that completely clear you out well um not right away um i did not feel good for quite a while all summer basically so you go through that and you still feel like crap sorry yes (laughs) because um i probably could have i went for five sessions oh my god i know oh my husband says i come back after two and I said, well, they actually suggest five, but I didn't want to. He goes, what? You're trying to tell me that you finally got an answer and all they need to do is take a tube and stick it up your butt? You're not You're not going to do it? <laughs> take a hose? I think he said a hose. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, I just didn't think we want to pay for that. He's like, sign me up. Where do I have to pay? So he sent me back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he thought you had a good out. I mean, fiscally right. responsible, right. honey. <laughs> Good try. (laughs) And I had a friend who had a, um, honestly, have you heard of people who have the sympathetic pregnancy? Yeah. My friend had sympathetic constipation. (laughs) 
appointment, I ran into a third friend. I'm like, what's happening? How did you find this place? And she didn't know I was there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've entered into a really weird world. (laughs) So I guess this was all the craze in Hollywood or something years ago. I've never heard of it. Of course, I'm not in Hollywood. Um, Oh, like a cleanse. It is like a cleanse. And um, it, it... these women are amazing that they do this day in and day out, but they're, you know, for people like me, so it, 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 I would say that I found relief immediately, but I still had problems. And part of that is, um, I took some stuff that's called like Metamucil or whatever. And I think that solidified everything instead of push stuff out. Hmm. And then when I was taking the liquid stuff that my doctor took, had me take, I don't think I had enough fluid in me. So, again, that solidified. Mm. So you have to be careful mm-hmm. with what you do. Mm-hmm. So you went through five appointments. Mm-hmm. Then did you feel better? It sounds I like you still did honestly didn't feel better until, I would say, um, I think it was about three or four weeks ago when things started to change. And to be honest... I got so sick of eating salads that I stopped eating salads and I just started eating normal food. And I know I still have more of this yeast to kill, but I just needed a break. Mm -hmm. And so I I think I've improved tremendously, but I have to do another regimen of this stuff to kill the yeast. And when you do that, you have to steer clear of carbs, sugars, um, anything that the yeast will eat, which Mm -hmm. is what it likes. Mm Mm-hmm. So do another regimen of these appointments? No, of the, of the, of the um, Metamucil or... No, um, it's actually a fungus that you're killing. So it's these pills that you okay. take. And I think they're high in garlic and stuff. So it's all natural, but okay. it's tough on your system. So, okay. anyway. Okay. So you're going through these appointments at the same time that you're doing these daily walks and getting some mm-hmm. structure in your life, mm-hmm. and maybe between the two things happening. Uh, right. And a third thing, and I did mention this in my last recording that I started doing holy yoga, a friend of mm-hmm. mine, and I know that that saved my life. Mm. The bending and the, you know, all the stretching and stuff. And I started out like like a piece of cement coming into class and I've changed a lot and I, mm. I'm I'm not saying I'm fabulous I mean I look at her and I'm like oh my gosh I'm never gonna bend like her but I have really improved and it really is something about paying it forward because it's kind of like I you go and you want to you want to see instant results you want to feel thinner you want to look thinner but I just I just knew in my heart that this was helping me in the long run and thank God I've been doing that because it's it's really changed. So mm. I go there twice a week, and that's been really helping. Mm, so good, yeah. So <clears throat> it's quite a struggle every morning. I I battle. I don't want to go <laughs> to total yoga. It's not as bad as the colonics, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I call it you know um, an hour of torture. But yoga <clears throat> for me, uh-huh. um, it is getting better. And you have to keep in mind before it was um, trying to move while having a solid rock in me. Yeah. And two, I hadn't exercised in two or three years. Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. a combination. So I'm starting to have muscle <laughs> mm-hmm. and a little bit of, um, um, I can't think of the word. Flexibility. Flexibility, mm-hmm. yeah. Impressive. That mm-hmm. is an impressive physical um, journey that you've been on. Mm-hmm. And dedicated. And 
that I'm so glad to hear your husband was kind of make you know putting your feet to the fire with mm-hmm. that because, oh yes yeah. um that determination and facing something is part of all of this oh yeah oh gosh and and you know if, if I had talked to you while this was going on you would have thought it was the end of the world because I just did not want to go and I had such anxiety going that first oh I can't even <laughs> imagine I really can't oh but brave brave <laughs> you I guess the alternative would have been surgery, so... <laughs> oh, yeah. That would have sucked, too. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, my. Okay, this has been an eye-opener mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. probably for people listening. Um, certainly, as you experienced it, was something completely different for you. How has that translated into getting rid of your stuff? Well, an interesting thing happened, and this, this might have been a time when I texted you going, oh, gosh, I can't believe this. I think it was after my third or fourth appointment. I came home and um, this was back when I was still having reactions to food. So we ate dinner and then I passed out. And what happens when you're on this regimen trying to kill the yeast is it just kind of messes with your body. And then the yeast is freaking out, so it's eating faster hmm. or whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it, but it knocks you out. <clears throat> and so I ate, and then I passed out. And it's not a refreshing sleep; it's just like someone knocked you over the head. And I woke up, and my husband wanted to go out. Still, it was probably like six at night or whatever, so we ate kind of early. And I was like, oh my. I just I have so many things to do and I've I felt so ill for so long and and I've kind of have energy and I said could you give me 15 minutes just 15 minutes so I could do something and get something done and I just did this kind of thing um I've I've learned in my ADD courses it's kind of like a quick clean mm-hmm. in the kitchen and um I was just addressing some of the projects that I had started and never put away or whatever and I was on such a wave of clarity that I hadn't had in so long. And then I was like, this has got to be related. Hmm. And I just felt so motivated because I was like, I'm not crazy. And so all those times where, you know, here's, here's a kind of an interesting thing. I don't know if I've ever talked about how I can't visualize. Have I ever expressed that to so, like, if I say to you, red balloon, mm-hmm. can you see a red balloon? I can, but I have trouble visualizing, too. Do, do you really? Mm-hmm. I do. But I, I, I could do something like that. Right. But if someone's... I won't go into how I can't visualize. Uh-huh. It's not important. But I, I do. Well, it's, it's interesting because there's some people, like us, who can't visualize. Mm-hmm. And what you're really doing in your head is you're almost describing it in your head. You're not seeing it in your head. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a words person yes. than I yes. am a... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Visual, I guess. Right. So I, I've i always equated that with my frontal lobe issues. And my frontal lobe is where you make decisions. And that's where the ADD falls into place, too. So this this inability to settle down, anxiety, can't make decisions, got so much to do, 
top, on, on top of that, I have brain fog from what my body's going through, mm -hmm. from the yeast. And for that moment, all that had just just disappeared. Mm. And what's happened since coming on this side of it, I'm actually starting to visualize better. Mm. Like, I'm not saying I see the red balloon, but I can describe it better maybe. Mm -hmm. um, I'm able to make a decision faster, and I'm able to say, who cares? Yeah, that might be interesting. I don't care. Mm -hmm. And it's been kind of like, I can't wait, you know, I can't wait to see what else I can do. And since that time, um, I literally have been able to take a stack of magazines. Now, I'm not able yet to just take it and put it in the recycle bin, but I'm able to just go through them real quick and throw them in. Mm -hmm. And I was on fire about two, three weeks ago, and I got rid of probably four banker boxes of papers, magazines, anything that I previously, when I looked at it, I just shut down. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, yay, you know, I, I, it's like, I would describe it as I thought I was just not motivated or just um, only motivated at certain times. Well, I'm finding that when you are... Um, Okay, so let's say you're in a hurry to get out the door and you are thinking of all the things you should have been doing. I think there's a reason for that. I think your mind is more clear. There's a more of a clarity. And it frustrates me because instead of having the clarity when I wanted to sort, I have it when I'm leaving to go somewhere. And why can't I take that clarity and have it when I need it? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like I'm able to move that around or bring it when I need it now. And it's, it's kind of what I've been battling this whole time. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the getting, um, getting this right. I'm not, I'm by far not healthy, but I'm healthier. Mm -hmm. It's really made a difference. Mm. Well, that's terrific yeah. to look at some things that you've previously um, been unable to address mm -hmm. and now just get it done. Right. Whip through it. Yep. Whip see, through it. And, and, and it's kind of like you see through it. You're like, that's crap. <laughs> Why mm -hmm. do I even need time for that? Which I would say you've always been able to do. I could see you. You get junk in the mail and you're like, crap, crap, crap. I've been through this, done that. It was almost like a brand new idea for me every time I saw those stupid pieces of mail mm, mm -hmm. like I have to reinvent the, the mm. wheel each time Ugh. <laughs> oh my god that is so heavy yeah yeah so and it's it's about not trusting decisions not being able to make a decision being in the middle of fight or flight having fog not feeling well not knowing that I don't feel well mm -hmm. I thought that was the way I was supposed to feel I mean I I felt so much better all these years than I was when I was depressed that I thought well this is you know what I mean right so in comparison you yeah, were better right but not right. as better as you could be. Right. But yeah, you don't know. Right. You don't know what you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So you're physically on the mend and mm -hmm. you're seeing it translate into action at your house. Mm -hmm. um, how would, would 
does your husband notice a difference with what how the house is looking? Yes, he because <laughs> he, he's our true judge, right? <laughs> he is, and how I how I could have I can really tell that he noticed is that in the past it was kind of like not my problem, your problem, not helping, and now it's how can I help? Hmm? And now it's pitching in where he can pitch in and i'm not fighting him mm-hmm. he's not part of the resistance mm. it's been Whoa. yeah it's been quite incredible and he's had to um travel the last couple of weeks and he came home yesterday and um he's like the house is clean i'm kind of suspicious <laughs> What are you possibly up to? Uh, yeah, entertaining exactly, gentlemen callers. Exactly. <laughs> Did you have a party? Yeah. So, and he he he's just it's there's a I'm not saying we're we're perfect, but there's a lightness mm-hmm, added, mm-hmm. which really helps. Mm-hmm. Helps everything, no matter what the problem is in in our relationship to have that. <laughs> right. Things you can laugh about right. together around it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Around the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. which is the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Full of a big... <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. So, um, are there rooms that are getting used differently now? Yeah. Now, um, I talked about how I gave in and turned the kitchen into a um, kind of more of an office. Mm-hmm. It's still that way, but not as bad. And when I was at my worst, I had brought a table in there. I stacked crates. I I made it so everything that I was working on was in there. And as I pilfered through things and sorted through things, I've been able to take take things away. And I have um, almost almost most of the surfaces dedicated for purpose um, versus stacks of stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I've... You know, when you have a place for everything, it keeps order kind mm-hmm. of thing. But it also gives me um, some kind of indicator of do I need 10 of those? You know, I have mm-hmm. a place for that one thing. Why do I have to put them all there? And why do I have all of them kind of mm-hmm. thing? So it has been, um, it's been kind of my anchor to give me a guide on. Um, what I'm doing throughout the house. So the kitchen isn't fabulous. It's still my ground zero, but it's nothing as bad as it was when I first started out. And um, that's what he was confused by because it actually started to look like a kitchen again. And it's because I don't need that stuff there anymore. I've, I've, I've sorted through majority of it. And as I get to a certain point, I'll just say, well, that's enough. I need to it's the space I need more than anything. And so if I can't sort it, I put it in the garage. Now, granted, the garage was half empty before, and now it's got some little spots. But I'm, it's, a, it's, it's kind of a, a battle. Mm-hmm. And as things leave the house, it has to go in the garage kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, But I made a, a ground zero in the garage as well, so I can sort through things faster. And it, I just need that. I just kind of need like a home base 
this is not going to change so that I'm not reinventing the wheel. Everything has been reinventing the wheel mm -hmm. up at this point. Mm -hmm. um, how's your closet, your mm. basement bedroom closet space? Well, is that any different? I've done um, some major purging. I did two consignment appointments in the last month, I think. And both I brought approximately 100 items. Nice. And that takes a big chunk. Now, granted, a lot of that stuff was in tubs. But um, I've emptied out those tubs. And the the first appointment, um, anything that she didn't take, I didn't even let them back in the house. Mm. I sat in the on the deck and I packed them up for Goodwill. And the second appointment I had... Um, That's progress. It is progress. Yay. And it was hard. It was hard. And I just looked the other way. I just, I, I decided if you were going to sell it, Mary, that just pretend she took it, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and just put it in the box. So the second appointment was actually last week. And I, it's kind of funny, but I boxed up the stuff and then didn't have time to dump it yet. And then, uh, my friend who has that store, someone dumped a whole bunch of clothing on her porch, and she asked if I would take those to Goodwill. Well, that ended up being about a huge box. And I did not want that anywhere. in. I, I could keep it in my car, but I didn't want it in my garage. I didn't want it in my house. I didn't want it at all. And that was enough to make me say, okay, well, if I'm going to Goodwill with that, where's everything else? So I... I, I like to count this. I brought, I think it was four bags, big bags, to the recycle bin that takes textiles and recycles. It's called U.S. US Again. Mm -hmm. And that was shoes, favorite shoes that I don't wear or are crumbling. Mm -hmm. um, textiles, you know, whatever, bedding, dumped that. And I'm, it's, think of this bin they have these new bins. They used to have these ones where you'd pull them open and throw the stuff in. Mm -hmm. So this one's big and huge, and you just kind of stuff it over a opening. And I'm I'm standing there, and I'm just, like, pushing stuff. I know I'm going to get this in there somehow, and I'm just pushing it, and I get it there, and you hear the big crash. And I turn, and I look, and this guy must have been watching me get rid of these four bags. And I said to him, it just feels so good getting rid of that crap. And he's like, I know how it feels. And it was just so fun mm. to just say that. Uh-huh. And, and have so, a little audience. Yeah, have an audience <laughs> cheering me on. So then I get in the car, and then I go to ARC, where I like to give the, the stuff that they can do something with. And I gave them five boxes. Mm. Five Yay. boxes! So my entire car was totally packed. And then I got to drive home with mm. it empty. And it mm. just felt so good. So that was just this weekend. Mm -hmm. So excellent! Yay! Yay. So um, there's something about this shift where, um, like, the bedrooms remaining clean, and the kitchen is is doable. Mm -hmm. um, his office has been remained his office. They're, victory, victory, yes, victory! And I'm able to walk in most of the rooms. The only the the closet downstairs is down to. It sounds ridiculous, but it's down to three racks. 
And remind me, what was it at its five, height? Five. It was at five plus all the tubs being packed. Mm-hmm. So this is three racks. I think. I think I might have two tubs of clothing, but that is stuff to be sold, so it's not doesn't. I mean, it's already ready to go to mm-hmm. the vintage lady, so that doesn't count. I mean, like tubs of clothing that I I wear. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think I could probably do one more group of a hundred and then I'd be down to summer clothing and then that I have to wait till the spring or, or dump but it's such cute stuff that I'll probably wait mm-hmm. but he oh I didn't tell you this okay so I had this appointment on Wednesday and I've talked about the procrastination procrastinating bandwagon mm-hmm. is this a long story because if it is oh, we can come back let's and come start back an, okay Good. Well, we need to keep talking, but we're going to end it here for right now. Okay. So, um, thank you. Yes. For giving us the update on your health. We'll kind of wrap that up okay. for this episode, unless there's more to share on that, but it doesn't sound nope. like there is. Okay, great. We'll talk Yay. again real okay. soon. And that ends today's chronicle. While the unclogging process was not pretty, it was effective. So effective, Mary's husband has even noticed. Big improvement. Thank you to my brother Michael Koppelman for his gorgeous music. And thanks so much to you, our listeners who are cheering Mary on. We love hearing from you. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at ClutterCron. Stay tuned to find out what happens next on Clutter Chronicles.